imagine a world, if you will, where you are at work, and let's say it's break time, and someone that you work with is complaining about a problem in their body, maybe it's a, a lower back issue or a knee, or maybe it's just a problem with their family, and you, you are feeling called to pray for them, and they agree, and you pray for them, breaks over, you go back to work, and a few minutes later, the police show up and arrest you and throw you in jail. For what? For praying. You think we're too far from that? Hold on, because that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer. Garth Hackman, David Alliance. We got snow here in Minnesota. It shouldn't surprise anybody. It's December, but I guess, hey, we want a white Christmas, don't we? I think so. I do. I just want a white but warm Christmas. I don't know how that happens. Maybe if you're down in Florida with the white beaches, I digress. Maybe you can uh, figure out where my mind's at in this freezing cold day, night. Anyway, thanks for listening. You can reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. We've got a couple different uh, ideas coming in for the spring or for the for the new year as far as topics. If you've got some topics you'd like me to uh, catch you up on or hit you up on, please let me know, tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. And we're finishing up today. Most likely we'll finish up today, but who knows? It's me. On the biggest challenges facing the church in 2024 and how they will directly affect you. And so let's just jump into it because we've got some pretty interesting stuff. The next thing that the church is going to have to face and wrestle with this next year, more than ever, is being able to disobey the government. Is your church ready to lead you in disobeying the government? And you might say, yeah, but Garth, aren't there verses where Paul says we're supposed to pray for our world leaders, pray for our governmental leaders, that God has placed them over us and so we should obey them? Yes, within the context of them following God's law, but once they step out of the direct design, the perfect design of God's will and his word, we are no longer called to follow them. It sounds radical, but let me give you an example. As the West moves increasingly, extremely farther and farther away from biblical principles, we see that the more and more moral police, the moral police, will jump in and want to have their way in squashing Scripture and what it says, and, and it'll be harder and harder for the church to actually obey God's Word as directed in Scripture. Did you know in 2021... The state of Victoria in Australia passed the change or suppression practices prohibition bill. You go, well, that's wordy. What does that mean? That simply means this. If in Australia you pray for a homosexual or a transgender person so that they change and do not engage in that behavior, you can go to prison for up to 10 years. Can you believe that? Even if someone asks you to pray for them, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you please pray for me? Even if it's with their their permission, their consent, them asking, you could be punished and go to jail for 10 years. Folks, it's coming. It's coming. Remember now, we can get in trouble for not using someone's pronoun. Pretty soon we're going to get into trouble for using the pronoun of our God. It's right around the corner. Num- uh, number eight, the, the thing that we're going to face in 2024 as a church is figuring out how to reject the critical theory and neo-Marxism. In big words, it means social justice, right? Critical theory, it's basically, again, swept through the West. It's come through feminism, Black Lives Matter, 
a critical race theory, but it basically teaches that if you're a white person, specifically a white male, specifically over 40, then it's your fault that there's oppression in the world. How dare you not ask for forgiveness to all those people of color, regardless of the color or background, it's your fault they're oppressed. You know, the problem with this is that it makes it makes someone other than Christ the one that we ask for forgiveness from. God is really the only true person we can ask for forgiveness from. And when you switch tactics like this, it's really just truly someone forcing idolatry on you. The next one is upholding biblical marriage. I know we talked about this in depth the last couple of days, but here's the, here's the problem. The definition of a biblical marriage in Scripture is simply this. You can't get more specific, graphic, or detailed. It's a man, a man who was born a man with a penis, who marries a woman who was born a woman with a vagina, get married before God and before man, and they are now in a covenant relationship. That's what biblical marriage is. It sounds so simple to most of us, but in reality, we're going to get punished and pummeled by the media, by the world, by actors, by uh, the rich and the famous and everybody else, by companies saying, how dare we uphold this idea of biblical marriage? And many relationships in the church will break down because many people in the church will have friends or family or kids that are outside of those biblical values of marriage, and they'll want you to include them for the sake of appeasing their conscience, knowing that their children or their friends are going to hell. All right, uh, last couple, valuing children. Churches no longer encourage their married couples to have children. In fact, in today's world, we go, we'll only have one child because, you know, it's expensive or it's dangerous or the world is going crazy. And yet we see some of the cults and some of the other religions out there promoting uh, children, 8, 9, 10, 12 children. And we as Christians, we are doing just the opposite. And I believe we as churches, we need to continue to encourage people to increase and multiply, as Scripture said. And last one, no surprise, upholding biblical gender and gender roles. And again, this is the definition of a man. You're a man. You were born with a penis. You're a woman. You're born with a vagina. There's no getting around it. There's only two genders. Scripture's very clear. And, and that's what you need to know. Now, here's a bonus. Finally, last but not least, are you prepared for persecution? The last challenge for our churches in the Western world is that we need to be ready to be persecuted. We need to be ready to stand up and take it and not back down, not bow down, and know that it's coming. Look at Israel right now. They are facing massive persecution, and it's just around the corner for us here in the United States. Will we get raptured before the massive tribulation that coming? I don't know, but there's going to be persecution either way, as Christ calls labor pains. Hey, think about it, pray about it. Remember, this is what your church is facing, so therefore it's what you are facing. Until tomorrow, keep slaying giants.